God bless you today. I love you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it but laugh. Yes, that's right. right. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast of Faith with Dr. Barb Ministries. We appreciate all your support of weekly comments, your quotes, the subscribers, and for all your blessings of love and donations that you make to this ministry. This helps us and encourages us to bring to you the wonderful message of faith in Jesus Christ. Today, I would like to present to you our honored guest, Lady Betty Wright, descendant of Toby McDaniel. She's the founder and executive director of Toby McSenior Daycare. Lady Betty will share her journey of how God inspired her to continue the work of her grandfather, providing services, resources, and assistance to seniors aging in place, living in their own home, or with family. Toby McDaniel Daycare Center goal is to enhance, improve, strengthen, provide resources, and educate seniors with their basic needs of the aging within the community. Now I would like to present to you Lady Betty Wright. Could you give us a brief description of how this came about and tell us your favorite Bible verse and what it means to you? Well, one of my favorite Bible verses is Psalms 101. And Psalms 101 is, I will sing of mercy and loving kindness and justice to you. O Lord, will I sing. And as I said, that's one of many, but I come from a very small town in the Midwest. Uh, My grandparents raised me and my grandfather just had, it was something that was inside of him that he was very respectful and committed and dedicated to the needs of seniors. And this, in this little town where we lived, we were the only family of color that lived on this side of town. And the joke was, he had every widow and single woman's key to their house because (laughs) if they didn't drive, he would take them to the grocery store, he took them to the doctor, and he he was an extremely trusted individual. So, you know, everyone knew that they could trust Tobe with the keys to their home. Mm-hmm. And growing up and watching him and how respectful and sensitive he was to seniors, he, one dream that he had was to go to Africa. But he died of lung cancer, and of course that dream was never realized. Mm-hmm. And when the first time that I went, I felt like I was fulfilling my grandfather's dream. Okay. Mm-hmm. And during the um, 12 years that I was in West Africa, I observed how the seniors are revered. There are no nursing homes, not one in the okay. entire country. Okay. You live with your family. Mm-hmm. And the younger kids understand as they are growing that they will sit and just absorb the wisdom of the ancestors Mm -hmm. and the seniors and that they will take care of them. And I saw that every day there. And I came back home and what I see here is seniors are vulnerable, they are disrespected, they are not considered at all. 
And that motivated me to become an advocate for seniors, and of course I'm one, so I benefit. Okay. Um, and to try to change the attitude. So when I moved in here to my facility in 2017, I used to come in the morning, I'd pick up whiskey bottles, beer bottles, I mean multiples. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it take me 20 minutes to get in the door. And then I just I started to interact with the people to walk past, and I go, do you walk past here every day? Yes. Why do you throw these things down? I said, I'm opening a senior daycare. I don't want my ladies to have to come past whiskey bottles and things. Mm -hmm. Some of them would give me a dirty look. Others would help me pick them up. Okay. <laughs> Six years later, I rarely pick up whiskey bottles anymore. I know it's clean out front. Mm -hmm. Going to be right. every day. <laughs> okay. So there's a, there's a different attitude. My neighbors brought into it. The business next door, he tells everybody that's my mother's place. And he is the facility where if you're on parole, you report to him. If you're mm -hmm. trying to stay out of jail, you report to him. Okay. I said I prefer that they not loiter out front and smoke. No smoking out front. That's beautiful. No loitering out front. So, you know, I think what we have tried to do is a sense of community and respect for seniors. Okay. So that the men that work over there, they go, oh, the queens or the divas is coming. Y'all go help them if they need some help getting out of their cars. <laughs> and, you know, I, I this is just a way of life or a concept that my grandparents passed on to me and it is my pleasure to try to bring some joy and some peace and some quality to the life of seniors. Okay, okay, that's beautiful. Now, uh, what type of services do you have here for the seniors? Well, we try to incorporate any and we try to identify the needs and then develop a program that will meet their needs individual needs a uh, group because cool. everything is group okay because uh, my facility there's no funding okay Be they, nobody pays mm -hmm. uh, so we do exercise we try to teach them uh, healthy nutrition uh, we have bible study we have various um, individuals that come in to maybe provide a lecture and share information just so that they're knowledgeable about senior rights, uh, senior abuse. Um, we go to events together uh, now that things are you know back open so that they can socialize. We go to the DIA, we used to go mm -hmm. to the yes, symphony. Mm -hmm. We were like a, a group that the symphony would invite when they were doing their last rehearsal and it was like before they had the big concert. Okay. And uh, we would go there, we go to movies, we have picnics. So we've actually kind of developed our own little community here. Okay. I mean, everyone is very supportive and checking on each other. And if someone has a problem, there's someone that checks on that person. Um, and, um, you know, we've, we've grown in multiple ways. Our size, our devotedness to each mm -hmm. other, mm -hmm. um, to the group, and to the community. I mean, mm -hmm. we now have people to come all the way from the west side okay. mm -hmm. uh, over thing. here. Mm -hmm. Yes, because they don't have that. Some of our resources, like we're in touch with our city council people. Our city council representative comes here and talks to our seniors. Okay. The, some of my people on the west side say they call the number, nobody ever calls them back. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my longest and closest divas you're going to be speaking to today. She and her husband used to, uh, when he was alive, they came here. And um, she would call her representative. Nobody called her back. So this so is one sad. of the yeah this is one of the things that happens with seniors like what's happening now in uh, industry the banks are closing the branches and that they're going digital seniors don't do digital mm -mm. No. but they didn't consider the senior population all the statistics are showing that seniors are living longer so people are living longer but the banking industry has no interest in providing services to those individuals that are living longer and then depositing to their banks for decades okay. they don't even consider them mm -hmm. i went mm -hmm. to one bank down the street and ask them, would you come and talk to my seniors? That was, what, two years ago? Mm -hmm. They haven't showed up yet. <laughs> so doctor's offices, and this was because of the pandemic, they want you to go to my chart. The only way you can access my chart is by internet and the computer. That's true. 95% of your seniors are not computer literate, so how do they get to my chart? Mm -hmm. So they're frustrated because they can't communicate with their doctors. Mm -hmm. So there are so many everyday needed services that seniors are not being considered when these corporate decisions are made, but it impacts the seniors the most. Sure. So we collectively as a group, we're um, trying to do what we can to have the community, the politicians recognize that we're here. Good, good. You're, you're, We've you're been a here a long time. For the seniors. Yes, <clears throat> and you need to recognize us. We don't have to ask for respect. We feel that we have earned it, so you should give it to us. But if you disrespect us, we'll speak up and let you know. Sure, we do. Yeah, and, and I mm -hmm. have, I mean, my people range from probably 72 to 98. Okay. And that's amazing. It is. But every one of them is either living at home, either alone or with a family member. There we have no one that's in a facility. They walk in that door and will tell you from A to Z what it is that they okay. need and want. Now, maybe they walk a little slower. Some may walk with a little bit of difficulty. Many are blessed that they don't have either of those issues, but all of us have some type of issue. But the beauty of it is that none of them allow it to just incapacitate them so that they sit in the house and vegetate. They're, they're doing something. That's beautiful. Yeah, Miss Chapman is very active in her church, in the senior group there, and that she's playing and picnics and meetings and getting speakers to come out. She's extremely active here. I am so proud of her. Uh, you know, she and her husband did so much in the... In, okay. But uh, she is just at just so many levels, this lady is so active. And, you know, you look at her and you, I mean, she is just, she's a model. Okay. For okay. other seniors that are just kind of sitting home and watching uh, the soap operas on TV. She's an inspiration. Yes, thank mm -hmm. you. That's a better word. And what has been your inspiration since you've opened this facility well, to where you are right now? My my of course my I feel like my grandfather is in heaven looking down on me Praise judging God. and telling me, Nope, you didn't do that right, you need to do this. 
in addition to the fact I have fabulous individuals like Miss Chapman. Oh. If I don't do, no, Betty, I don't think you should do that. Let's do it this way. Okay. And we do it together. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they are my inspiration. Okay. And what would you like to leave with this podcast audience today? Just to really respect your seniors, um, even though they may not need help, ask. Okay. That's it's okay beautiful. to ask. They won't be offended. But the big thing is respect. Yes. And especially those recognize what they are doing. Because if you really look in our communities, some of our seniors may not leave their blocks. That's but true. they're doing something on their blocks. If it's no more than sitting on the porch, calling the police when there's a problem or whatever, they are still involved. And that's because of their involvement here at this center mm -hmm. that gives them inspiration to carry it further and pass it on. That's, that's right. beautiful. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I am also privileged to introduce to you our next honor guest that you mentioned, Lady Mita Chapman. Mm -hmm. She is the first senior enrollee at this facility who will share her experience along with her late husband, Dr. Robert Chapman's, his experience and contributions that he made to Toby McSenior Daycare Center and to our country. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lady Mita? Well, you know, I, I'm going to start off with my favorite verse, and it is, faith without good works is dead. And when I think about my life individually, I'm talking about my husband, and it seems like everything I have ever been involved in when I finished schooling and stepped into the community to work, it was always a service-related venue. Mm -hmm. And I have had people tell me, oh, you need to slow down, you're working too fast. And I go, I'm not really working too fast. I'm doing my job as okay. you should be doing. I don't have any problem speaking up. <laughs> but um, but I, I enjoy um, helping people mm -hmm. because it gives me that inner uh, joy and it solidifies my faith in people. I, at one point when I was a teenager and in school, I was in Catholic school at that time, and those nuns would say, well, you just have to have faith. Mm -hmm. But as a teenager, I didn't understand it. Of course. And, um, but naturally into adulthood and this, that, and the other, your outlook on life and things that you're involved in changes that. Mm -hmm. And I truly have uh, so much admiration for God, Praise for God. the triune, if Praise you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I am a very spiritual person. I read my Bible in the morning, pray when I first wake up, even before I Amen. get out of bed. Amen. So it just sets my tone for the day. Mm -hmm. And and even now, I'm retired from some social worker positions and stuff. But now, I help a girlfriend of mine who runs a business, Educare Home Care. Yes. And I do all of her computer work because she doesn't <laughs> want to do the computer work. So... I give her two days of my precious time, okay, that's <laughs> and we beautiful. laugh about that, that's but I, I do it uh, lovingly because she's also been a friend of mine for many years, and she's a very giving person also, mm -hmm. but when I first met Betty, I met Betty at church, and she said to me, Mita, I've got a senior daycare that I'm getting ready to open. 
would you come? Do you remember that? I do. And I said, Mm -hmm. yes. And then I said, and I'll bring my husband, too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and a lot of times, Bob will be the only man here. Mm -hmm. And whatever we did, he was amenable to doing it also. But um, my husband contributed a lot to my faith in humanity. Praise God. He was... um, a very giving person, and as long as I knew him before we even got married, I observed him and I watched him interacting uh, with the ministers at church and the different parishioners and all that. And he was, and I, his mother, oh my goodness, if you see a man who gives his mother needed attention, mm-hmm. that's a good man. Yes, yes, yes it is. It yes. is, yes, you it know. Is. So I mm-hmm. said to myself, because we started dating a little bit and all that. And I said, hmm, this is a good man. (laughs) And I had several of my, um, at that time, older friends tell me, you better marry that man. (laughs) But, um, well, we eventually did get married. But Uh Bob and I both um, did a lot for the African community, the Liberian community in particular. He was um, honored with a position by the president of West Africa at that time. And they had never had an American black man in that position, so he was the first one to have that position. He had it for 12 uh, years. And he did the Detroit metro area and part of Toledo. But as honorary consul general, if someone called him in the middle of the night, one of the Liberians, I've got a problem, he would just get right up and go down uh, and check on him. He wouldn't let people get deported okay. because there's laws and rules. And he knew what they were. He says, no, you, you can't do that. You can't do that to him. He has a right. Good. He has some rights. Mm-hmm. So he was always, always um, doing something for the Liberian community. And he shared his information. Uh, a lot of times we would go to Washington, D.C., and we would be on ambassador role and we would go to those different events and just meet everybody. And occasionally he would call me up at, when I was at work and he would say, well, Ambassador so-and-so is here from whatever the country happened to be. Mm-hmm. So my first thing to him was, well, what country are they from? Okay. What can they eat and what can they not eat? Okay. You know, because some don't respectful. eat beef, some don't eat pork, some mm-hmm. don't eat this, that, that, and the other. But So I always worked it out. I would go out in the yard and pick up a plant, put it in a platter and put it on the table, get some of the greens off the evergreen tree and make my own little centerpiece so I didn't have time to go get one. So um, it it was always uh, a very festification to have these people in our home, you know, and and I accepted them very humbly, you know, and, and I loved helping them and doing whatever I could. Um, There was a missionary that needed some help uh, from Liberia. She was quite old, and she ran a mission that had over 250 children. These people would just bring those kids and just leave them at her gate. And she, they grew their own vegetables and everything. But Bob would um, contact people at World Medical Relief, Mm -hmm. and they would have shipments of clothes and shoes and medicine and all that. So we were always um, getting donations. Our garage was just full of stuff. 
you know, yeah, that we would just sure. hang on to until it was time to go for shipment mm-hmm. and all that. So, you know, um, I've been blessed with my family background. My grandparents raised myself and my sister and my had a twin brother. Mm-hmm. And I was blessed to have that level in my life because she imparted so much wisdom That's wonderful. to me. Mm-hmm. And I share it with whomever I come in contact with. But the one thing that I like immediately about Toad Mac Senior Center here was I liked Betty's attitude about how she presented herself to us and how she was available. If she didn't see us uh, in a time or two or whatever, she would call us up and check on us. What do you need? What are you doing? You know, this, that, and the other kind of thing. You know, so, and, and another thing I loved about her, and I still do today, if you discuss anything with her, it's personal. That's beautiful. She keeps it to herself. She doesn't mm-hmm. share it with the group. Mm-hmm. Although we do a lot of things together, we do a lot of information sharing together, but each individual has their own little things sometimes. Okay. And she's extremely helpful in guiding us sometimes through a maze. That's beautiful. And, and I love that about her, you know. And That's I've so met her beautiful. whole family, and they're just as sweet as she is, you know, everybody. <laughs> um, so I can, and I look at her son, who's a grown man and married, and he's got family and children, and he is so attentive to his mother and her needs she'll call him he'll be right up here fixing this fixing that doing whatever that she may need him to do and you know you can't get all these young men to do things anymore you know Mm -hmm. so um it's always a very warm-hearted situation okay um as far as my belonging here and i've i've written different statements and we've got her written up a couple of times and she won some awards because of what we wrote up and presented and she didn't know anything about it so it was total shock. <laughs> okay, the Hannah House. That's beautiful. Yeah, you know, so it, it's been a win-win situation all the way around being involved in this senior center. Okay. Um, but you know, um, I, I wrote a note out from Hebrews Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see, which I can understand that now, but as a teenager, I couldn't. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Yes, it is. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And so my little mantra of faith without good works is not dead is what I really believe. I I really believe you have to pass whatever you can on to whatever the age level. You know, and and I I, and she can tell you that's I live by that. That's beautiful. You know. Every day. You ladies are doing a beautiful thing here and I'd like to thank you, Lady Betty Wright and Lady Mita Chapman for sharing your journey of faith and love with faith Mm -hmm. with Dr. Barb Ministries and this podcast audience. Toby McSenior Daycare is located at 14525 Mack Avenue in Detroit, Michigan, and their phone number is 313-333-3810. Give them a call for their caring services that they provide to seniors, enhancing and promoting their wellness and quality of life. 
God bless you. Mm -hmm. Today's lesson of faith is called Heaven's Currency. Children of Almighty God, do you know that Heaven's Currency is love? Tells us that in Matthew 22, 37. My question to you is, have you opened your heavenly bank account of love today like they're doing here at Kobe Senior Daycare? Yes. Today, look at your weekly heavenly bank account. Have you tallied your expenditures and deposits this month? How much have you drawn out compared to what you've deposited? You can open your heavenly bank account with love and doing nice deeds. Although love is more than just a human feeling and doing nice deeds, it's an expression of who I am and God is and I am love. Right. Tells us that in Peter's 4.8. Yes. Let us all realize that your heavenly bank account multiplies and expands when you make regular love deposits to each other. So much of that we share today with these ladies who are doing such tremendous jobs of sharing their love for themselves and others. But you store up treasures that greatly multiply and gather high interest each time you make a love deposit. And if you only knew how happy you made all of heaven when you pour out your love for God and others, can you distribute extremely large scales of your wealth in loving others? It tells us that in Romans 12.10. Scripture also tells us in Mark 12.31, Love others as much as you love yourself, because your most important relationship is with self. Be good to you. Be kind, be loving, happy about self, love thyself, and stay in faith. Give God time, and he'll make all things beautiful in your life. Stay in faith. Don't give up on your dreams. And if you don't know, ask God, Father, what are my spiritual gifts? Let's not get tired of doing what is good and what is right. And just at the time, right time, you will reap a harvest of blessings if you don't give up. It tells us that in Galatians 6, 9. So stay faithful. Your greater joy is coming. If you keep the right attitude or develop a new attitude toward what God has put in your heart. Amen. Amen. For more faith-filled inspiration, listen weekly to the podcast of Faith with Dr. Barb Ministries. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio and on the web at www.faithwithdrbarn.com. And remember, God loves you and so do I, and there ain't nothing you can do about it but laugh. Amen. Amen. Amen.